Dit is die tweede keer dat hy vir ons kom keier, dit is Hein Thijssel van STWW. Goeiemorgen Hein. Morgen Nel, morgen Jan Willem, baie dankie, is lekker om hier te keier. Baie, baie lekker dat jy hier by ons is, ons voel veilig, ons voel beskerm. <laughs> Ek is blij. STWB hier is, <laughs> sake. Ons het een baie lang boodskap gekry van een luisteraar, ons sal dit nou behandel. Um, sy het een vraag vir STWB specifiek en is altyd lekker as, as luisteraars deerkom met vraag, baie dankie. Kom ons begin het met ons, ons thema van vanochtend eerstens. Ons gaan gesels oor die term voedstoe. Wat betekent dit? And also, with regards to foodstoots, you know, a lot of purchases out there, they're not aware that when you normally buy an item or a house, there's an implied warranty that you purchase this thing without any defects. Um, and that you can go back to the seller and hold him responsible for any defects that might manifest at a later stage. All now, right. commercially for a seller... This is a bit of an issue. This is a huge responsibility on his shoulders when he sells something and there's an implied warranty that it is free from any defects. He can be liable to rectify those defects that might manifest itself years after the item or the property was sold. So this Mm. is an issue. So that is why... In our contracts, we've included the term the footstoots clause, which is Roman Dutch, and it says, it means exactly what it says, it's with a shove of the foot. So you take it over as purchaser. So the footstoots clause is there to protect the seller, that he cannot be liable for defects in the property Mm. that might manifest itself at a later stage, years after the property was sold. So the footstoots clause will normally state that the seller sells the property to the purchaser, it is sold as food stewards, as is, with all patent and latent defects that form part of, of that property. Uh, with that being said, what is the difference between latent and patent defects? So Jan Willem, when, when you, a patent defect hmm. is patently clear, so it's something that you can see with your eye. Okay. So if you walk into a property, you can view the property, you can see that there's a chip in the tile, there's mm-hmm. a crack in the wall. Um, when you open the cupboards under the sink normally, you'll see that they might be damp and mold. So it's stuff that you can see with your eyes. So you can have a look at the passage door. You can see, oh, the passage door doesn't close properly or it doesn't lock properly or the windows don't open and close properly. Those are patent defects that you Mm. can spot with a naked eye if you walk through the property and inspect it. A latent defect is something that you won't see. You won't pick it up with the naked eye. You won't know. You can walk around the house ten times. Yeah. You won't know that there's a, a leaking pool. Yeah. Yes. You won't know that the roof is leaking when there are heavy rains. So those are latent defects. Some okay. Stuff that you can't see with the naked eye. All right. So can a seller still be liable despite the property being sold as foodsters? So absolutely. So with regards to patent defects, the seller cannot be held liable right. for that. You should have seen it. When you walked through the property and you saw the cracked tile or the cracked window, mm. you should have seen it. The seller cannot be held liable for those patent defects that you should have seen. With regards to latent defects, stuff that you mm. can't see, mm. like maybe there are no building plans for the structure or there's a leaking pool or whatever, those defects, there are certain scenarios where you can hold the seller liable. You have to prove as the purchaser that he knew about it. All right. He had full knowledge about that leaking pool or the roof that mm. leaks when there are, there's heavy rain. He yeah. had knowledge about it. But secondly, that he withheld it from you mm. because he knew that would influence your decision to purchase this property. Yes. 
Mm. So you have to show those two things. And and how do you show it? Or we, we, why is it necessary to show mm. both? For example, if I go to Jan Willem and I say, Jan Willem, I want to buy your house for two million rand. Absolutely. The only reason why I'm bu- buying this house is because you've got a magnificent plot yeah. with beautiful views. You know what? I'm going to knock this property down and I'm going to build a 10 million rand mansion here. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Now, after we sign the offer to purchase, I find out, oh, but Jan Willem doesn't have building plans for this little house that's here. Jan Willem knew about it, but yes, he didn't tell me about it because he didn't think that it would influence my influence. decision to buy. Yeah. And the court will say, but Hein, you made the offer for two million, whether there was a house on that property or not. So the yeah. building plans has got nothing to do with it. Yes, Jan Willem knew that there were no plans, but he didn't tell you not to hide it from you because it had no effect on your decision. So those are the two things that you need to show as a purchaser. Interesting. How does the Property pract- uh, Practitioners Act protect a purchaser with regards to the food stewards clause? So the Property Practitioners Act um, came into operation in terms of Section 67 of the Act. The Act is there to protect the consumers out there. So the Act states that when you as a property practitioner, as you as an estate agent, if you are not allowed to take a mandate from a seller, unless that seller has completed what we call a property condition report. So there, so there are a couple of questions where the seller needs to disclose the defects that he is aware of in the property, and that must be disclosed, and that property condition report must be provided to the purchaser. So the purchaser can have a look and see what defects the, the seller is aware of and, 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 and made available to him, and then he can made it, make the purchaser can make an informed decision as to whether or not he wants to purchase the property or what price he would like to offer for the property, considering the defects that are in the property. It's Hein Dazel. He's from STBB Attorneys, of course, giving us some great, great, great advice. Good. So ons gaan vinnig dier die vraag draf. Dis van een luisteraar, baie, baie dankie. Dis een anonieme luisteraar wat sê, ek wil asjeblief graag by STBB uitvind. Wanneer een mens een huis koop, of die kan, kan, yes, nou kan ek nie die woord sê vir oogend. Kan bijenster? Wat is die Afrikaans een? Wat die transaksie vir jou doen? Nie veronderstel is om jou te help, as daar probleem is met die compliancy certificate van die huis nie. Goed, jy verstaan die vraag wat sy gevraad. Ons ons nou dier het alles draf, gaan ons nie klaarkrijg. Wat sê jou aan? So, okay, I'll do it in English. Yes. So when you purchase a property, in terms of the contract, the seller must provide you with compliance certificates. So it, it, it would be an electrical compliance, uh, a borer beetle, a plumbing certificate, uh, a gas certificate, if there is a gas installation at the property. So the seller must provide those things to it. So as a conveyancer, what you do is, or the estate agent will then instruct contractors to get those certificates from Bugs and Sparks, Technobugs, mm. whoever. Yeah. They then uh, supply those certificates to the conveyancer, and the conveyancer will then provide those certificates to the purchaser on the the day of transfer. Now, the scenario here is that what happens if these certificates are issued by the brother or the sister of the seller oh. and they are defective? Oh, my goodness. So, at the, after mm. the purchaser takes occupation, he realizes that, hey, this certificate isn't worth the paper it's written on. No, man. There are massive defects in the electrical installation, 20,000 rands. Mm. Then, what the question is, how do I now deal with this? Because, obviously, the conveyancer is acting on behalf of the seller. Yes. So there is a conflict of interest. The The conveyancer cannot act on behalf of the purchaser because the conveyancer acts on behalf of the seller. But the seller in this scenario didn't comply with mm. his obligations in terms of the agreement. All right. But the hassle is, is that the purchaser must get 
uh, inspection done. If he suspects there's, there's not, this installation is not 100% correct. There are certain issues here with the electrical or whatever. He must get an independent contractor out there to come and do an inspection to provide a report and that report will then be provided to the conveyancer. And All the right. conveyancer will provide it to the seller and say, Mr. Seller, Hey, hey, have a look yeah. at this report. <laughs> Things are not lacquer here. This certificate is not so lacquer. You must come <laughs> to the party because the contract says you must provide yeah. a valid certificate. But if the seller doesn't do anything about it, obviously the purchaser must take legal action, but the purchaser mm. can report the matter to the electrical board yes. of the Western Cape. Okay. The electrical board will then tell the electrician that did the original report and certificate, get your Bucky back there and go <laughs> and fix whatever is wrong there. So there is a way to deal with it. Um, if the electrician doesn't go back to fix or repair it, he will be reported and he will then, his license to operate as electrician will be will taken be away revoked, from him. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's what can be done. Very, very interesting stuff. Please use them uh, for any of these kind of questions and problems. It's STBB uh, attorneys. Uh, they are great at what they do. Please, please, please uh, phone them. Hi, and thank you so much. Thank it's you, always Nell. great to have you here. Thank you, Willem. Here is Rechtsklom was met trots aangebied door STBB procureurs. For vooraanstaande rechtsadvies teen bekostigbare tarieven, skakel hulle op 021-850-6400 of besoek hulle by stbb.co.za. Neem kennis dat Helderberg FM of STBB procureurs nie ons spreeklik gehou kan word vir enige skade gelei wat voortspreid uit advies gegee in die rechtsklom program nie. Elke saak moet op sy eie merita hanteer word. Ons sê dan ook sommer tot ziens. Ons sê goodbye. Cheers. Bye. Tot morgen. Dit was heerlik. Bye, dankie. Tot morgen. Goed gaan. Mooi blij. Bye.